a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our anchor partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at at underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events dot life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate, we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for your grace, thank you for your love, thank you for your blessing, thank you for your favor upon the life of everyone listening to me this morning. Holy Spirit of God, I ask you to pour out yourself, to pour out your presence upon us, that even as we go into your word this morning, this word will bring us blessing, this word will bring us upliftment in the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. It is rather a very important discussion I want to have with you this morning. Remember the time we all gave our life to Christ? That first passion for God, that first love, that first commitment to the things of God before we were battered and injured by the church. You know, as I always say, many believers today lost touch with God because of what the church did to them. Many firebrand people who should have probably become revivalists by now stayed away from the presence of God because of the errors of the church. The church was supposed to be a place where people can be revived. So listen, the fact that there is a church does not mean that there will never be sinners, even inside the church. One clear understanding we have to have is that the church is not a place for the saints. The church is a place where sinners who want to have relationship with God to become saints can come to perfect themselves. Because if the church is actually a place for the saint, we will not be preaching the Bible, we will not be teaching the Bible. We will just come, we will sit down, we will worship God and everybody will go home. The purpose of the church mainly is to bring together the people of God, edify them, 
uplift them, encourage them, rebuke them when it is possible. But the kind of rebuke that the church dishes out these days is a shameful rebuke, whereby they rebuke you not because they want to help you, they rebuke you because they want to shame you. I had one of my pastors who made a mistake in the past, who did not do anything in the church. He wasn't allowed to do anything in the church. As a matter of fact, he suspended himself. And people were coming, oh, pastor, why is this person not doing anything? Why is he not leading? I said, relax, he's on a personal retreat. He's on a personal retreat. He's on a personal retreat. Because when a believer sins or a believer falls from grace, it is between him and God. And it is the duty of the church to assist him or her in that his journey of reconciliation and restoration with God. But the church always wants to interfere in that personal encounter. The church always wants to prove that they are the church. You see, we can't. Con- you see, the fact is that the fact that things were done in the days of the apostles, some way, does not make it a doctrine. Does not make it a rule we must follow. Times are changing. That is one thing we have to understand. Times are changing. Eyes are getting opened. It doesn't mean we are going to compromise the word of God or lower the standard of the Bible. But a matured way of rebuking people, matured way of doing things in the house of God without mocking the gospel. How is a pastor who received secret confession of his church member, secret error that the church member did, and the church member just more like confided in the pastor to let the pastor know that okay this is the mistake i have made in my marriage this is a mistake i have made in concerning my parents this is a relationship the, the, the mistake i've made in my relationship i have this problem i have experienced this in the past so after discussing that in confidence in, in confidence with your pastor what makes a pastor to now go to the church board to go tell the church board that this is what sister susan so told me about herself so it is time for us to suspend her why can't you issue out even if it's suspension you want to give sister susan so when the sister came to you to confess their personal sin why don't you just tell them that moment the sister this kind of sin you have committed it requires that you withdraw yourself from ministering to the people of god until that time that you feel the peace of the lord in your heart that you have been forgiven it is best for you explain the reason why the person must do that so that they will not feel like you are judging them. Because it is not in our place to judge. Jesus even said it, that it is not in our place to judge. 
the apostle also said it, that it is not in our place to judge. So you can, because this Christian race is a personal race, a pastor is there to assist the personal race of another person. So what makes the pastor to go to the church board, to go and be announcing to the church board? Or what makes the pastor to go to his house and be discussing issues like this with his wife? A wife he knows that cannot keep quiet. And the next thing, the wife spread the whole story of this sister, added their own story to it and spread it all over the church. And then the sister is not even so ashamed to come to church because every time she shows up in church she's being judged she's being shamed that is not the purpose of the church a lot of people have forsaken their first love because of the mistake of pastors because of the errors committed by the church you cannot draw people to god using harsh measures there are times we use harsh measures but you need to explain your actions. And there is no need doing things in public. There is no need. Because whether one person goes to hell or goes to heaven, they are going alone. Ensure that you teach people to take responsibilities for their personal relationship with God. Not that somebody will be living hypocritical life because they want to please some group of people in the church. That is not the purpose of the church. And for me, that's the church I've built in a very long time. And till today, some of my, my sons and my daughters abroad, when they make mistakes, they, they reach out because they know I'm not going to judge them. I'm only going to advise them on what to do. If you need to fast, go and fast. If you need to go on a personal retreat, go on that personal retreat. But for now, don't engage yourself in any ministry activities until you can feel the peace of God in your heart. If you go on a three days retreat and it takes you one day to feel the peace of the Holy Spirit restored into your soul, you know that the Holy Spirit is back into your life. You can, you can go back to the presence of God and serve God genuinely with all your heart. That's what matters. That personal relationship with God. And this is the reason why many believers today have lost their first love for God. One, this is just one of the reasons. Another reason why we also lost our first love for God is the care of this world. The care of this world. We got bills to pay. We got debt to pay. We got a lot of things that is piling up for us to do. And the little money you have, you just want to disburse it, you just want to do it. Forget to pay your tithe, you forget to even separate what you are going to use to do offering, you forget to help the orphans, or forget to help the widow because, and that is what you, you love doing. So, doors are closed, things are becoming more difficult for us because the things we used to do for God, we stop doing them. We lose out on our first love for God. Some you used to be very, very happy anytime you go to the church to play the drum, to play the musical instrument, to join the choir, to sing. But these days, the workload in your office has taken over everything about you that even when you return back from work, you are so, you are so even tired to, you are so tired to even remove your shoe. 
let alone of going to church that evening. You love going to Bible study. You love reading your Bible. But for a very long time, since the beginning of this year, 2022, you can only count that you've opened your Bible two or three times. But you used to love your Bible. Now, let's go to the book of Revelation. Let's go to the book of Revelation. Let's look at the letter of Jesus to the church. One of the letters that was very, very important. All of them are very important, but this particular one, it resonates with me a lot all the time I read it. Chapter 2 of the book of Revelation from verse 1 to verse 4. Open your Bible with me and let us read it. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write. This is the church of Ephesus where Timothy was the bishop of that church. This thing said he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and thou and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. Bishop Timothy was the bishop of this church. He taught the church very well. The church knew the truth. They work very hard for the Lord. They labor very hard for the Lord. They are patient. They have knowledge of sound doctrines to the extent that anybody who calls himself apostles, each member of the church of Ephesus knows how to try them because they are very sound in doctrine. They are very sound in good doctrine as instructed by the Apostle Paul to Bishop Timothy. They try them, they find them liars, and they cannot bear them. They expel them. The church of Ephesus was that church that even, even took note, even took note of their resilience and their zeal for the sound doctrine. He said, you have, you have born and you have asked patience for my name's sake, and you have labored and have not fainted. You have not fainted. The church of Ephesus had the praise of the Lord himself because they were dedicated to the things they were taught. However, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from where thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. What is the sin of the church of Ephesus? The church of Ephesus gave up on their first love for God. You see, when you love something, and you are passionate about it for God, you have the zeal to carry it out, there is a candlestick that is, that is lit for you in heaven. For each first love you have, you have a candlestick in heaven. And that candlestick stands with light on top of it in the presence of God. And each time God remembers you, 
he look at that candlestick, if the light is still on, heaven will smile. And some things will begin to work in your life automatically because you make God happy. Each time God looks at you, he sees the, the, the light on your candlestick. Heaven rejoices that, oh, this is my daughter, this is my son, is still passionate about evangelism. He's still passionate about commitment to the things of God. He's passionate about going to church. He's passionate about souls. He's passionate about studying the scriptures. He's passionate about giving to the things of God. He's passionate about supporting missions. He's passionate about even no matter how tired she is from work, she still goes to church. Even though she did not have food to eat, she still finds a way to go to the presence of God and rejoice in my presence. That candlestick stands there. Even though she's bombarded, he's bombarded with the, with the issues of life, he's still passionate about praising me. The candlestick stands. Immediately you begin to lose passion for the things of God, you begin to reduce your zeal, you begin to reduce your commitment to the things of God, the light in heaven begins to go out. And that thing, it required that you repent because it is a sin. To abandon your first love for God is actually a sin. It can make Jesus to remove that candlestick from the presence of God. And once that candlestick is removed, your memory, your, your memory of commitment to the things of God is removed forever. There is need for us to do soul searching. What are those things we used to do for God that even though it wasn't convenient for us, we used to do it passionately. And now because of things that happen in the church, because of what somebody said to us, because of what somebody did to us, because of what your pastor even did, your pastor disappointed you. He's a human being. Yes, he's a human being. Pastors are human beings too. We all have needs. There are times we are also vulnerable. There are times that we are hungry too. At that time, we, we also need someone to talk to. Because we are humans, we are not angels. Once you are a pastor, you are, you are automatically forced to become a matured person, to become a leader. Therefore, all your pain is supposed to be buried. Pastors are human beings too. And as humans, as vulnerable as you are, pastors are also vulnerable. Yes, your pastor may have made a mistake. He may have insulted you from the pulpit. He may have used your case to preach. Forgive him. He's a human being. Don't allow the errors of your pastor to kick you away from the presence of God. Don't allow the errors of your, your church members to remove your candlestick from the presence of Jesus. You have your candlestick before him. The light is still burning, but the light is dimming out. Don't allow anything, anybody. You know, there are some people in the church, they are agents of darkness. They are just there in the church to use gossip to scatter the church and stop you from fulfilling your passion in the presence of God. In order for heaven to remove your candlestick, that is why the devil positioned them there. Don't allow anybody to make you lose your passion for God. Go do a soul searching and restore your passion in the presence of God shall be well with you today in the mighty name of Jesus. That's my random thought for today. God bless you in Jesus' name.
This podcast is proudly brought to you by our Anchor Partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at at underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events dot life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate, we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to today's message. Please share with your family and friends. Follow me on Instagram at at underscore events. I'm also on TikTok at at underscore events. I'm on YouTube at at events missions. See you in the next episode.